from Relay FM. This is the Pen Addict episode 154. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet. Great deals on high quality pens with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Mashdrop, an online community for enthusiasts of all kinds and making light. Craft a daily ritual to focus on what matters most. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by the one and only Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hello, sir. How are you? All good. All good. How are you? Good, good. Before before we get uh, totally locked in with all the um, all the stuff we we have uh, in today's wonderful show for everyone, I, I'd like to re- relay my feels if I have a minute. Yeah, please do that. Yeah. So I uh, watched our video from last week, and we'd already seen it. Um, you know the 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 pre release version, but I watched it again. And man, that that was such a good time. I love that. I love that video. Yeah, the video is now um, out. Like for you know, Kickstarter backers, uh, if you haven't yeah. seen it, um, go to Kickstarter and you can you can find out about the video. Um, you just log in and and there'll be an update waiting for you. Yeah, so we released that um, last week, and uh, I think everyone should have that in their inbox. Give us a lot of good feedback, and we'd love to hear more if you're still watching it. But I was getting pictures of it, like people watching it on their big screen TV. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah, how great. <laughs> and uh, everyone seemed to enjoy the uh, the after show, which was not available on the regular podcast feed. And uh, got That was my favorite bit, actually. It came out really well. It was just uh, off-the-cuff kind of, uh, kind of a chatting thing and uh it it came out really well so yeah i wanted to mention that um primarily because you talked a lot about the pin show on uh analog your podcast with casey liss and uh this week's episode that just came out uh, yesterday analog number 39 um you want to talk about that for a second and we'll and everyone can chime in and listen to that and it's a lot of stuff you've covered here but uh you did take it a little bit different route on, on that show which everyone should go listen to yeah, I mean, we you know we spoke on the show and we spoke in like the episode afterwards about how great it was to spend time with everyone and stuff like that. But there was some, there was a topic that I wanted to cover um, and felt that like analog was a good place for it, where it was kind of just like talking about nerdiness because you know analog is a show that's focused towards the Apple tech crowd, right? Um, right. Where we you know we're traditionally nerds and geeks, right? That's the thing. Although this stuff is now more cool again, you know, computers are cool now, right? Um, but you know we're still very nerdy about the things that that we're nerdy about but because we're all because it's like this big community that I'm a part of everybody that's in that community doesn't really see it as as nerdy anymore because we you know I, I, from at a point because we're all in it together um and whenever i go to these conferences uh, i'm so used to them now that they just seem like a normal type of thing like conferences and events but when i was at the pen show i was able to re-experience the the extreme nerdiness mm-hmm. um, especially because it's it's a community that i'm part of but i'm i'm i definitely skew uh with the stuff that i do more in the tech community than in the pen community sure um where you know you're definitely more in the pen community right because right 100 percent of your output basically is is in the pen community yeah. Where the pen addict is is maybe one sixth or one seventh or something like that of my output, um, so it's it's really interesting uh, to go and be around people and just the thing that I usually can only talk about once a week I could talk about constantly for an entire weekend in the complete 
uh, completely unabashed and as totally as much as I want and it was fantastic and, and it was nice to talk to Casey about it as well because obviously Casey wasn't there and he, he didn't really have a lot of frame of reference for it so it was nice mm-hmm. to talk to him about it as well. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good conversation and how you were you and Casey were trying to tie it into somewhere where you'd both have been like WWDC and how does these types of things compare and what the differences are and you know how they compare and contrast. So it was a really good listen. I thought y'all did a good job. So everyone who who listens to this uh, should uh, definitely check it out if they don't already. Yep, it's in the, so it's in you, the show notes. Yeah, and uh, added to to the show notes, we had um, several mentions since we released the Kickstarter video about getting the giveaway pins out to everyone. And I'll probably do that later this week. Um, we've got three cool sets of pins or three cool pin packages to give away. And I'll put all the details on the Kickstarter page for backers. And I'm also going to send out the survey this week because the cases are well along in production. So I'm going to go ahead and get uh, everyone's address. Um, Definitely. The pictures of me making the cases haven't been released yet, have they? <laughs> no. Have you no, seen them? Was, we're going to do that after. If people start complaining, we're gonna, we have these, uh, these blackmail pictures. But uh, no, I have not seen them, so I'm oh. not sure I want to at this point. Oh, no, no, they're really good. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, they're great. They're not like, they're weird or anything. But there was like <laughs> some pictures of me doing them like it was daytime, right? And then uh, we're like, these aren't dramatic enough. So then Jeff shut the uh, the, oh, the, the, garage door. the garage door. So it looks like I'm basically cutting uh, the flaps from, because they're all, they're all sewn together. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, so I, yeah. Right. I'm cutting them in the dark, basically, with just this one little lamp, and it looks mm-hmm. like I've kind of, you know, just been left in the shop all evening. They're really nice. good pictures, though. They're oh, really cool. good. I gotta check them out. Yeah. So we have all had a, uh, all you have to handled everyone's uh, cases, or at least a lot of them. So you know, these these cases uh, are are definitely hardcore uh, pen addict podcast cases. They uh, they have all of our love. Yep, they um, were at the party. Them. They 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 hang mm-hmm. around with us. Um, can we uh can we talk about the the giveaway now? Sure. I, I just don't have all the details in front of me for I know pretty much what we have, but I think there's kind of some side items and I want to get the names right of the pins and things like that. But I mean we can talk about it in general terms if you want, sure. So you don't want to talk about the pens themselves? Let's do it next week so I, I'm prepared okay. and have specifics, but I'll I'll post it out there. Um and uh, I don't know, maybe we can announce it next week on the show or something like that. I, I think we should do it on the show. Not. I think that'd be a good okay. idea. Yeah. All right. So uh, I will put all the items out in Kickstarter just so everyone knows what the things are, and then we'll then we'll uh, announce the winners on next week's episode. I there like that go. idea. That's democracy, folks. Democracy yes, in action. Yes, it is. Yeah. You you would think Mike and I would talk uh, and and plan these shows beforehand, but you know that's that's how we roll here at the Panatic Podcast. Yep. Episode one hundred and fifty four. Yep. So. Yeah, he's worked for us for 154 episodes. <laughs> if it ain't I broke, don't now. fix it, my friend. That's, that's right. That's right. All right, I got... Uh... Well, whilst we're on the, the subject of, of feelings and stuff like that, there is an interesting thing in there, which is how, like... I mean, I know that I have felt it recently. It's like, you know, I miss you because right. we don't get to talk very often um, because of the way, even though, like, our days line up a bit, they still don't line up very well. Um, right. I mean, mine and your day lines up better than you and anybody else in America. Right. Uh, but, you know, so it is. It, it does always suck to me. You know, we actually don't get a lot of time 
to talk, which is one of the reasons I think we both enjoy doing the show so much because we actually get uh, a couple of hours of each other's time every week. But yeah, you know, I it, think so. It, it it is it is tough, and sometimes the show doesn't suffer, but sometimes it can be difficult. Um, sometimes it is tough for us to get the the show prepped because, um, yeah, it just is. I, I yeah, need to no, be it is. It, I think as well. Well, no, I mean, you know, it's it, like I said, you know, we we've, we've been doing this a while now. We kind of know what um, each of us bring to the table and how it's going to work. Um, you know, we both show up knowing what the other one's going to do for the most part, and uh, I think we we have it handled pretty well you know as as far as i'm concerned and you know every now and then you know i get uh, a little bit uh worried do we have enough content to you know fill up a whole show and uh every time i worry we always do right yeah because as we're talking i'm adding more and more things that are popping <laughs> we've already added since we've come on uh skype our our togetherness um we've already added like three new items so, yeah we're good <laughs> so i was away this weekend uh uh-huh. And I was in a, I stayed in a hotel, and it reminded me of something from way back in the show's way history. Back. Like way I back. don't know where it was, uh, but it's way back in the, in the history of this show. I stayed in a Marriott hotel, and mm-hmm. they had one of the Marriott pens on mm-hmm. the desk. Now the Marriott pens have these dashes on them, and I took a picture of it and sent it to you because I can't remember. I think somebody wrote in and asked us, "Where yes, are these?" Uh, from? Someone sent it to us and said, "Does this mean anything?" Because it, it it looks like Morse code, it but just the dash portion of Morse code. It's a uh, it's a non sequential pattern of dashes on the Marriott pen and. We spent a long time, a long time on that. Um, that that had to be that was in the early days of the show, mm-hmm. and I don't think we ever got a clear answer. I don't nope. think we ever got anything beyond that's just the design of it, and they did some like pinstripes on the side of the pen. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. So, but it was it was funny when you sent me that. I I, I couldn't believe when you did that. Yeah, because there there is no there is a reason, but we don't know what the reason is because. This pattern is was specifically chosen. It must have been because it's it's not random. It's, it's not random. Yes. It's like a dot and then a small dash and then a bigger dash and a bigger dash and a bigger dash. That me- it means something. We just don't know what it means. So yep. now, I mean, the show's audience is larger. There will be new people that didn't hear the first episode. Mm-hmm. If you know what this means, we want to know. It's we'll not Morse code. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, it'll be in the show notes. Relay.fm slash penaddict slash one five four. Um, it, I I I really still want to know. Yeah, uh, I guess they are progressively evenly longer. I don't know. It was either it, it drives you, me crazy. <laughs> either you or somebody contacted Marriott, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm yeah. I'll have to dig through my email because we got something in email, and I don't know if I ever brought it back up on the show. After that, I'll have to see if I have um. Uh, something, uh, some something that can bring us to closure, but it it's just one of those things that drives me crazy. Yep. And it kind of it kind of ties in, in with this next link I have, Mike. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this uh, picture I put in the show notes? Let me uh, let me send it to the uh, send it to the chat room. So Apple on their jobs page has a picture of um, you know looks like a a team looking at the Apple Watch. They all have uh, sketchbooks. 
pencils and pens out on the page and someone uh, tweeted this picture to me said hey do i know what these pens are they said the the pencils in the cup were the muji uh colored pencils but they said i can't make out the pen and i'm wondering if it's a muji pen too but the first thing i thought of was the pilot razor 2 which is one of the really really old school pens that i love it's been around since the 70s i think at least the 80s if not before and you know i sent him that link and it really looks like it especially the one with the guy on the right holding it in his hand but it I looks more like it a roll that but yeah, yeah it looks like a rollerball, rollerball tip yeah. instead of like a, a drawing tip pen but the barrel looks really like it and the cap looks like it but then you flip over to the one laying in the middle of the book in the middle of the picture and it's got some markings on the cap which the razor 2 does not have and then the woman holding it on the left the end of the barrel has a recessed bit like for your cap to rest on on the uh, when you post the pen which is another non-feature of the razor 2 so i came up with the razor 2 just in looks because that cap looks dead on but there's lots of other things that don't uh, make it add up. So we have we have two research items for our listeners: the Marriott pen and the uh, Apple Jobs page. Um, what pen are they using? They even snuck another pen. It looks like the same model pen, but in orange, in the pen cup, in the pencil cup, which makes me wonder if they're from Muji as well, and it's just not one we've seen before. So I, they I got may, the pencils from Muji. I may be blowing this wide open here. Good. But how do you do you know their Muji? Because I know that Apple have for sale in their company store coloring mm-hmm. pencils. Okay, um, are, I'm pretty sure Apple branded that look just like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not a hundred percent sure because I've seen them in a presentation box of an Apple logo on the front. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. may actually be just huh, white label goods with yeah, Apple logos exactly. on. So, but they don't. They don't publish their store online. You have to physically go there, right? No, they like do you not. can't see what they sell. No, nope. right? You have to, you have to go. So, I mean, there are a couple of ways you could do this. I could uh, I could maybe ask someone. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe there there are some people who work at Apple that listen to the show that I think that there actually are a couple. Um, so yeah, if, I've got some I've got some friends that uh, I can get in touch and and see. Or I can make a trip to the store. I'll be there. I'm pro- I'm, I'm probably going to go to Cupertino for the first time. Oh, that's um, true. Yeah, I've, ne- that's only I've a few never. I've never been. Away. Yeah, I've never been to Cupertino, um, okay. to the Apple campus. But I think we might go this time because I want well, to. Everybody else has been. Like that goes to, goes to WWDC on MacWatch, and I've never been. Um, and I and I really want to go. So we we might make the trip out there this time. So well, are we going well, to? Well, the if they have anyway? these, if they have these pins, I'm definitely interested. So uh, they they look interesting so yeah i'm i'm just i'm more interested not to have them and use them but to see what they really are and yeah. and try to decipher what they've uh if it is an apple store product uh who they have uh white labeled it from see i would have said that they were like the i thought they might have been like the pilot v is sure. like the, the v-tech or something like that but yeah then they've mm-hmm. got that they've got a rollerball or a ballpoint end at the bottom which totally ruins that for me yeah, because they're needle so, on there. It's it, it it's definitely uh, favors favors that uh, those pilot that pilot design. So we'll see. Man. That that'd be cool. You can you can figure it out for us. Way too many, way too many mysteries for the first fifteen minutes of the podcast this week. I know, I know, and I I don't think we're done yet. Honestly, in, in mysteries. Mm. So I I think I'll probably elaborate on a couple more that I don't even have written down yet. So we'll have some more, but uh, not until 
we talk about our first sponsor, Michael. Yeah, here's something that's not a mystery, and that's Penn Chalet. Brad, go take a look at the Penn Chalet page with some amazing stuff this week. I want you to tell the listeners about what's there in a moment too, on our very spe- special right secret now. page. Yes. You know Penn Chalet. Penn Chalet, they sell authentic, amazing rollerballs, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils, and so much more. And they have all of the favorite brands that you love. Brands like Pelican, Lamy, Pilot, Namiki, Sailor, Anchor, Vaco, and they're an authorized dealer of all of them. As well as all of these pens and the, the brands as well that they have, Pen Chalet also sell limited edition stuff. They have pen accessories as well, like carrying cases, refills, converters, pen holders, and so much more. They're always having special discounts. Twice a month they have them and close out specials every two weeks as well. Pen Chalet have extremely fast and awesome reliable customer service. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee on their high quality pens as well. They do free shipping on orders of over 50 bucks in the United States and they also sell internationally with very reasonable shipping rates. What you want to do, if you if you want any kind of pen, you should be going to Pen Chalet first. One, because they're awesome. Two, because they're super awesome. And three, because they help support this show. So it helps us when you buy through Pen Chalet as well. So go to penchalet.com and whatever you find on Pen Chalet, if you use the code PENADDICT at checkout, you'll get 10% off your order. But if you want to get our super secret special deals that we have every couple of weeks with the Pen Chalet because they're the best, you want to click podcast, the podcast link right at the top of the website at penchalet.com. That's P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. And enter the password PENADDICT for even more savings as well as your 10% off. So this week, there is 25% off, plus then you can put the 10% coupon at the end of when you get to checkout on a bunch of Lamy pens in different colors and different nibs on the on a bunch. So, Brad, what do you see when we're at Pen Chalet this week? So, this is a Lamy Fest on Pen Chalet, mm-hmm. and one particular thing stands out, and I'm going to hold that for a second, because I've been dreaming about the Lamy Safari, Mike. It was my first big boy fountain pen, and I really haven't had one in the rotation for, I bet, more than a year, if not more. But I think about that pen all the time because every time I use it in the past, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I like how it feels in my hand, and I like the build quality, and I like the sturdiness of it in that you can just take it and and do anything with it. Um, it's a real durable pen. And they have uh, a bunch of cool colors. The uh, what, is, what color is the green? The neon lime and the neon coral. I don't have either of those. I love when Lamy does the bright, bright colors. Oh, wow. Um, They're the new limited edition ones, right? Yeah, huh. I believe so. I think the coral's the last one and the lime's the current yeah. one. Don't quote me on that, but that sounds right. And for some reason, I've always wanted the white Lamy Safari, and I've never gotten gotten that. So um, I, if you don't have a Safari, or you can I actually prefer it to the AL Star, which is the same barrel design. Way better. But, um, Way better. But the aluminum barrel, there's something about that uh, ABS plastic uh, Safari that I just like better than the AL Star, and I don't know why. I don't even have the orange AL Star, but uh, Pen Chalet has that one. That would be my choice out of those. The standout on this page, though, is really easy, and to me, and it's the Lamy Studio for 60 bucks. That's a steal and a half. It's a great pen. Um, I, it feels real sturdy. It's real well built. It's a metal barrel. They have the Wild Reuben, which is the new red one. It is a glossy type barrel as opposed to a brushed barrel which some of the other colors are like i have a a dark gray one which i don't know if it comes in this model or not um for 60 dollars, the lamy studio is a steal 
It's a great pen. I love the clip design on this pen. And they are also, if you are a Safari fan or you have an AL Star, it's the nibs are compatible with the studio. So if you have a certain nib, like I'm one that, like uh, a lot of my Lamy's, I'll use like the 1.1 stub nib and I'll just trade it around between the pens. And that's something that you can do for the Lamy Studio as well. So yeah, this is a this is a really good deal on a bunch of great Lamy products, and you really can't go wrong with any of them if you find something that uh, fits your needs. But uh, the Studio is a real real standout to me on this uh, pricing that uh, they have. Sixty bucks after the coupon for the Lamy Studio is uh, is a really good deal. I'll just give one quick rundown. So we have the Lamy Safari, the Vista, the Logo, the Ale Star, the CP1, the Studio, and the Lamy 2000, which is one hundred and thirty four dollars down mm-hmm. from 199 retail and they have extra fine fine medium and broad in that so as always like whenever the Lamy 2000 is on Pen Chalet if you don't have one you should just buy one and a hun- for 134 dollars <laughs> seriously you need to buy that pen at that price um and they will go quick so if you're listening to me right now and they're still available you should get one because they're not always on pen chalet but when they do that's a great deal but if anything as brad said for 25 dollars, you should be getting one of the safaris every, every pen addict should have one they're a staple it was my first uh founding pen um it's it's a good it's a great one and also you know pick pick one or two of them up to give to people people are always saying to me like you know what's the what's the right pen for a starter and i always say mm-hmm. either the lamby safari or the pilot metropolitan and, and i think yep. you can't go wrong with either of those but i i think this is a one of the best uh deals that we've had with penchelet is this this selection here so you should go and check them out thank you so much to penchelet for sponsoring this week's episode of the pen addict you blew right. my mind when you sent me that email and told me what was on there. I'm like, <laughs> someone, uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to scroll back in the chat room. Someone jumped in and uh, hit the code before he even started talking about Pen Addict. And they're like, whoa, look at all these Lamy deals. <laughs> yeah. Pretty cool. So you know that's a that's a definite positive reaction you want to see when you hit the, uh, the Pen Addict code over at Pen Chalet. That's pretty sweet. So thank you, Ron and Pen Chalet. All right. I'm going to butcher this name, but I'm going to give it a shot anyway, Mike. I'm going to go with Pen Show. It's P-E-N-X-O. It's a new Kickstarter. Oh, I say new. I don't even know when it came out. Penso. Oh, do you know something that uh, came across my radar the other day? That mm-hmm. What was mm-hmm. the name of that? That Was it the mechanical pencil with that crazy freeway ruler that we spoke about a long D- time ago? So that's just hold that thought. Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> you know what <laughs> remember I'm the say, part, I think. Remember the mystery stuff? <laughs> this is, this is uh, not this, but in relation to this, I had another Kickstarter question. It's a Kickstarter project called the Apollo Technical uh, Pen and Pencil Set. So, yes, we're going to talk about that in just a second. Oh, inter- interesting. <laughs> You're reading my mind. So, uh-huh. Penso is a lead holder. Uh, someone sent it to me on kickstarter i mean on twitter sent me this link and i'm not a lead holder person at all but this design fascinated me i want one Um, of these this is beautiful yeah so (laughs) i i when i sent it i my jaw when i was first opened the link i was like wow this is stunning and then you know i closed it out and i said if i want if i come back later to it and it's still like speaking to me I'll, i'll back one so i yeah yeah i ended up backing uh one of the black ones yeah i want the black one does it come with a red pencil lead uh, you, I think it just comes with stock leads, but you can get the lead refills at pretty much any retailer. Any pen retailer has um the two millimeter width leads, which is what this holds. But it's basically just a simple clamp design, um, to where you just push open 
the barrel of the pin, like the notch in the barrel, and it kind of it frees the lead just enough to scooch it out, and you can reverse it, pull it all the way back in, and protect the lead. Um, it's a great design. It's already won um, a Red Dot Award design for 2015, which is actually a pretty big um, award. So to have you know that backing already um and that award for this this pencil you know it, it's at least a cool design you know whether they can deliver the make the product and deliver the product that's what we're all going to find out who back it but um it it seems uh pretty top notch to me and uh i i love the design of it i was actually kind of surprised to hear you say how much you liked it but it's uh it's just a fascinating little oh, pen. It's, it's stunning pencil pencil i should it's, say it's beautiful it's at this is beautiful like it's yeah uh, i mean Again, I don't think I would use this really, but I can appreciate um, good industrial design, and this right. is that. And the thing is, it's uh, twenty nine dollars. You know, it's not like it was eighty nine. Then I would have had a hesitation, but for twenty nine bucks, I I can get behind this, oh, and it, yeah. you know, when I have this laying around uh, the desk for for when the inspiration strikes it's just uh yep i'm booking i'm, I'm backing it right now only seven dollars ship into the uk as well yeah that's good i wish good. it came with the colored leads though i, I bet yeah. they sell them you know like in the you know like when the people do the final bit like add-ons right. when you do the surveys i hope they do because right, i just backed it <laughs> it's way too easy <laughs> to back on kickstarter these days it is it is just a few clicks and you're done yeah so um yeah, there's all kinds of different lead colors you can you can add in there um, on your own separately afterwards. But yeah, I, I thought I'd bring that up, and uh, thank you for whoever sent that to me. I, I apologize; I'd have to go back and look. But um, yeah, yeah really seemed, seemed kind of like a no-brainer, and uh, mm. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, reading about it and watching uh, its functionality and just the simplicity of it, I can, like you said, I can totally get behind something like this. I know this is going to be one of those ones that I forget about. Like it's got an August date, which probably means maybe more towards the end of the year. But like I know I'm gonna, I'm just gonna forget that this thing even exists, it's, and then it'll be a nice surprise. Right. So the not nice surprise you were referring to, which I did not put in the show notes because I, I was just thought I was gonna mention it. Um, in addition to the. Uh, the pinso pinch pinso is is someone going to correct me on that in the in the chat room maybe they did already pinso sounds pretty good i mean it sounds kind of like pencil um the apollo kickstarter pin um the apollo technical pin and drafting scale has been going on since oh boy can we even tell they they changed all their uh how kickstarter lays out the page i'm thinking it's since like late 2013 uh October 2013. Yeah. Okay. This we have been talking about this literally for as long as the kick, as long as the podcast has been around, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Brad Thornborough, I think, um, tweeted me this earlier this week, wanted me to talk about it, and I don't have like all the details. I really don't have any details other than what they've posted on here. But what I gather is what's happened when we talked about it before. We talked about huge manufacturing delays that they were having and then compounded by huge shipping delays and rejected shipping and it's a mess i mean it's what they're 1844 comments into this which is an absurd amount um of comments and they're mostly of the where is my pen variety they shipped out some of the backers who just ordered the black pen and like i got mine i have my apollo pen 
Unfortunately, there's a flaw with it that they're supposedly going to correct one day. I can't even remember what it is at this point. But the problem, they had the problems with the scales. They are now having problems with the clip design, the new clip manufacturer. They're snapping when they install them. It's a straight-up catastrophe. And I, I don't know what to say about it other than, you know, the the founders haven't done a great job communicating, it seems like. Um, it's it's like on your um, your big thing, Mike, which is actually every should be everyone's big thing. It's common sense. Is communication is key, right? Don't say two weeks, you know, if you don't even have the clip order in, and you know when you yeah. install the first clip, it breaks, and then you have to say, well, that two weeks not really because now these clips have failed. Well, it was never two weeks to begin with, so you have to be consistent in your message on what your what information you're providing, and they failed a bunch of times on that, so. I don't know what to say to Brad and, and other people who have not received their pins or their tri-scale sets. It was such a beautiful design, such a successful project, money, raising money. Um, they raised a lot of money, 141000 but they are way in the hole, way late, and have, I think the last time we mentioned it, I've said they've pretty much ruined any chance they have of bringing this to market regularly because people will research this pin and see how much of a catastrophe it was um, to produce. So, you know, a lot of these people, you know, when they start these Kickstarters, like when we did Knock, we wanted to build a company around it. Well, they have failed so miserably that I don't see how any future company they build around this pin would have any shot um, just for all the failures they had in this project. So, um, I, I don't know what more to say about that. I, I do have mine pinned. Brad, Brad said, uh, I wonder if it's a coincidence that all the, a bunch of pin bloggers got theirs and a bunch of regular people didn't. I don't think so. I think I just happened to order like the normal pin without the scale and probably the easiest first pin to make is the only thing I can think of. And, um, you know, I don't think there's anything nefarious going on with who they ship the orders to. I don't know about that. I I yeah. I, follow, I this came across my radar about a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember who it is, but like I follow a few like cartoonists on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, and they complained. There was like an, another Kickstarter project that I've backed that you know just never has to come. Mm-hmm. And then like they followed up with another tweet being like, "It's funny how a bunch of people in the press got theirs." Oh really? Okay. Yeah. See, I'd have to I'd have to do the math. Someone can probably do it for me and figure out who got theirs and and who didn't and. Uh... Your, but um, they, they put the pen addict on the page. Oh, really? You'll right? have to see, send me the link. Yeah. So I, on the on the actual that. Apollo Kickstarter page, the they have our old podcast artwork. Oh, I see. I see what you mean. Yeah, because yeah. we talked about it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. they they made sure you got yours. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I mean, my th- and again, I don't have a problem with that. But and, and I also don't have a problem with there being problems. I don't have a problem with there being delays. Like you know, you mentioned this, but I re- I always feel like I want to reiterate it. If like you are issuing updates, is great. But if if you have a, this happen at least twice, where you have an update where you say we're shipping, we're starting shipping on Monday, and then something happens. And then you do it again and something happens again. You need to be more careful about what you're saying in your updates because you're clearly having some fundamental problems of your manufacturing and maybe you need to reconsider that a little bit. But Right. You know, I, I, I think the sad, the sad thing at this point is I, I think there's a greater than zero chance that some of these backers do not get a product out of this, um, which is yeah. a weird place for the 
Kickstarter failures, usually when they fail, they fail at zero, right? I mean, they fail at 0% shipped, right? Or what successful ones will be 100% shipped. This one's like, I don't, I'm pulling this out of the thin air, 28% shipped. It's very, very strange um, that it's in kind of this middle area where some of it's complete and delivered and people have the product in their hands and some I, I like I said I hate to say it quite honestly may never see this product it's a very very it's been a very strange ride for the uh the Apollo Technical pen all right Whew. I didn't expect that to go on and on but yeah it's a it's an interesting project for sure um back on the kind of the Kickstarter bandwagon I wanted to talk about knock real quick if you don't mind Sir Michael of Hurley um <laughs> um our friends at Goulet Pens, uh, Brian and Rachel Goulet, they are have always been big supporters of the knock pen cases. Um, you know, I've sent them some samples. They love them. They get good feedback. They recommend us all the time on their Goulet Q&A for people looking to leather alternatives um, for their pen cases. Like a lot of people are vegan or, you know, want to be more animal friendly. And, you know, we believe in that at knock and that's how our pen cases are made. And Brian mentioned that as a vegan friendly option. Um, our knock pin cases and poor Brian and Rachel and a bunch of other retailers have been waiting for us so, so long to get into the retail market. And we're just struggling with that. You know, I want to be perfectly honest with, uh, with everyone <laughs> we're having, we're working on our capacity issues as we speak. We have things going on in the background, uh, right now where we're trying to increase capacity and you know for everyone who's looking for cases not just directly from us but looking for their favorite retailer to carry our cases just know that we're working on it i feel like we're the uh the we're the apollo technical pen we keep saying yeah we're gonna get them out to retail and we're like not yet <laughs> it's like hard to promise dates so i'm doing exactly you know some of the things i say not to do but you know we keep the communication lines open with all the retail partners that we want to uh, work with at knock and it will be coming one day soon i just don't know exactly when that date is but i appreciate all the support we get in the uh, retailer community um for our products and uh, we will get that settled out and straightened out one day hopefully soon i, I want to just clarify something on your behalf um, sure because you know i just want to make sure that people understand like the struggle is not there isn't a problem the struggle is you guys are selling more than you can than you can make. Yep. So yes. the, yeah, like, we have no problems. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a great problem. Yes. To have that the problem that that Knock are having is the online stores so popular that mm. they can't even fulfill all of those orders as quickly as they would want to. Like right. I was there with Jeff after the pen show, and we you know I was helping him count out some stuff, um, and you know we were we were putting them on the store, uh, and basically as soon as we could get them as soon as we had them up as soon as jeff put them up on the store they sold out like straight mm -hmm. away like it was just like instantly just sold out so you know it's, it's kind of it's kind of crazy to see but you guys are very very popular yeah yeah so to to clarify your clarification um we it, it's a good we're in a good place you know we're in a very good place we're very busy we're trying to keep up um, the demand is super high, and so we want to deliver and meet those expectations that everyone has, and so we're just having to work on that. You know, as a as a new business, these are kind of the things 
you go through and this is a, a good problem to have to try to solve and so we're trying to work on that solution right now it was funny it was just like me father kyle and punky sitting on the floor counting pen cases <laughs> yeah, i saw some of those pictures it was yeah. good it was good so now I'm, I'm i'm gonna change this is like a 180 on on subject matter and i want to talk about something that i don't think we have ever talked about on this show and that is copic sketch markers and we've talked about the Copic brand before because I use their multi-liners just for writing the multi-liner and the multi-liner SP, which is their aluminum barrel refillable replaceable tip marker. Um, it's like a drawing marker, which I love. I've started to become fascinated with the sketch markers and how they work with the other Copic products. And I, this is not more of not so much of a commentary on my part, but more of a question to the listeners out there who are copic fans who are some of your favorite copic artists that use copic products like where i where i get my mind blown um is gentian osman um a lot of people know her blog drawing with the squirrel um and she actually does freelance work for copic her work was so impressive that copic like hires her to do some of their branding work so i follow her a lot um i'm fascinated with how these materials work together and how this artwork works and how the whole Copic setup works. Cause I know people swear by these products. So I've ordered a few pins, a few markers to play with and, you know, to try to live up to my failed um, uh, new year's resolution for the past two years is to draw more. Well, I've kind of got this bug now and, you know, unfortunately, sometimes I, I get a little bit out ahead of myself. You know, I could use the products that I have more than ordering more products to make me uh, do something else. But um, I want to get some resources. Um, you know, I, I look online and I see a lot of uh, Copic uh, tutorials and things like that. And it's a lot of uh, scrapbooking and, and things of that nature. I'm looking for more like just pure artist work and artwork um, that that you see out there with Copic markers. So send those to me, tweet me, email me, whatever you want to do to get in touch. And I'm just anxious to see all this work because I'm uh, very impressed by it. And I want to see, you know, if I can at least uh, dabble a little bit in this world of uh, using like a, a full Copic sketch marker setup, not, not like purchase all the pens, but have like two or three markers and kind of do some neat things. So it seems pretty cool. I think I have one of these or two of these that came with art snacks. So you know what prompted this? What? Art snacks. <laughs> I have a I have a I ordered a six month subscription um that started this month and I'm getting all these cool products and I'm like, yeah, I gotta use all this stuff and I'm gonna have this whole little art set up uh, for myself and I've got some um Stillman and Brin notebooks that I know a lot of people use uh, for artwork that I'm going to review and try to do these things and, you know, try to learn a little bit something uh, as I go that's different, you know, from, you know, our regular pins that we always talk about on here. So, yeah, um, it is definitely Art Snacks' fault that I'm going down this path. I want to just give a, we've mentioned a full-on plug to Art Snacks right now because mm -hmm. Lee has recently gone full-time mm -hmm. on, on Art Snacks. So if you, I mean, they're a previous sponsor, so you should know about them. If, if you don't, you should go and check them out. Uh, the Rubensteins do a great job, and uh, Lee now is 100% working on our snacks. Yeah, and um, since I'm a disclosure guy, in, in uh, full disclosure, I will say that Nock is working with Lee. Um, we're at least talking with him uh, about some stuff, so I, I don't want um, 
you know anyone to think anything nefarious is going on about that mention i wasn't even planning on mentioning it it at all but um since i have mentioned it and i am a full-on subscriber of their service at full cost of my own money and i just love the service that much but um we have been talking with lee um from a not perspective on awesome. other things so yeah we'll we'll leave it at that but i felt like i should mention that well that's exciting now if anything <laughs> we'll see we'll see one day i'll mention a company and, and you'll say that you're not talking to them <laughs> see why we're so busy yeah yeah i can feel it i feel yeah. it okay should we take a second break yeah let's take a second break um i actually have a bunch more to get to which uh <laughs> we have is, we have uh, a new grail cool. pen as well for you after the break. <laughs> there it is. Yep. oh have you got it i don't know Interesting. Okay. This let's see what our epi- next sponsor says. Uh, let's see. This week's episode of The Pen Addict is brought to you by Making Light. Today's world is full of distractions. You know that. We've mentioned these guys before. Making Light are a super cool company that can help you try and keep your focus and help you like find ways to engage your senses a little bit more. Like we listen to the type of music that we like, it engages like, you know, engages our hearing and we have like the we we make the nice cup of coffee or a nice cup of tea or a soda that we grab. It engages our taste. These are things that we surround ourselves with so we can get our work done. Well, making light is there to engage your sight, but also your scent, because making light is the they create these beautiful candles that smell absolutely fantastic. And believe it or not. Lighting a candle, the act of actually getting the candle, lighting the candle, putting it down, of you seeing it flicker and having the smell fill the room is something that can really help you focus, like on your writing, maybe on meditation, or any type of thing that you have that requires focus for you. So when I'm doing some heavily intensive work at the moment, like I'm working on something that I've, I've not been looking forward to, I've been putting off, or I know is going to be hard, I like making light candle and it helps me focus and it helps me do what I need to do. Making light candles are premium quality. They're really reasonably priced because, you know, these people, they're like us, they're pen addicts, you know, they, they understand these kinds of stuff. They love tactile things. They love them when they're made well and made of care, and they pour, no pun intended, that into their candle making. That is what Making Light is all about. You know, we love things like we love our handmade notebooks. You know, we love instead of our phones and laptops because we understand that and appreciate that real things are crafted by hand. That's what we love. They're made from 100% botanical soy wax, where fragrances are infused with essential oils. They have reusable and recyclable tins. They're sustainable, green, and clean. Each candle is hand-poured by a small Indiana family business with over 40 years' history of candle making. They even put a handwritten note in, in with each uh, of their shipments. And you can go to their website. Like They're not being done out of a kitchen somewhere. Like They have a full-on workshop. They have a team of people that they have there. They do absolutely incredible work. Each month, you'll receive everything you need for around 20 daily two-hour rituals of focus, whose scent will linger even after you blow out the candle and move back into that busy, distracted world. This comes in the form of two candles, a box of wooden matches, and a preview sample of next month's fragrance. Making Light costs $24 per month with free shipping anywhere in the USA. They have Canadian shipping for an extra $5 a month and UK shipping for an extra $10. But once you factor in the exchange rates, it's totally worth it. And these candles are way better than anything you're going to find in your local mall. Listeners of this show can get $5 off their first order with the promo code GOLDENWEB. So go find out more for yourself at makinglight.us. They have a great video there as well, which is really fun and it's, it's very funny actually 
I like it a lot. Um, uh, but they also it also helps show the product off a little bit more and give you some more kind of ways that you can use Making Light candles in your life. Thank you so much to Making Light for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. You know, it's funny since I got the um, the samples from Making Light when they were uh, going to sponsor us. I find them uh, relocated and lit all around <laughs> all around the house for my wife. She loves them. She's moving them around, lighting them, and uh, and uh, we're big big fans of uh, Making Light here at uh, the Panatic household. So another thing I'm a big fan of, Mike, is baseball, um, as you may know and a lot of listeners know, because they all sent me the link for the Retro 51 home run, which is the baseball-themed Retro 51, and I ordered one, of course, when I first saw it. I think there was only 500 of them or so uh, made, so I didn't want to miss out on this one. Like, you have the basketball one. I forget the name of that one. Do you remember the name of that Uh, one? Swish. Swish, yeah. So this one's called Home Run. Um, it's got the uh, baseball stitching, kind of an off-white ivory. Looks like a, a baseball with the uh, brass um, accoutrements on it. And I got it in today, right before the show. So I added it in. It's great, just like all the other Retro 51 products. I'm usually not a... Kitschy's not the right word, but, you know, like these... Novelty. Novelty pin, thank you. I'm not a novelty pin guy, but... Man, Retro 51 makes some good-looking stuff, and it, it doesn't hurt that uh, they write so well, and we have uh, you know have some refills that I like using in them, and just I, I like everything about Retro 51, which um, everyone listening to this show knows that you and I are both fans. So, yes, I got my home run in today, uh, number 148, which baseball is a uh, a big uh, historical numbers thing, so 148 doesn't really mean anything, but uh, like Mary Collis got number 9, which is a 9-inning baseball game. It would be nice to have some other, uh, you know, like a 162-game season or some of the records, you know, like a 56-game hitting streak. It'd be, uh, there's lots of neat numbers you could uh, get in the limited edition. Um, I'll have to figure out if 148 <laughs> means anything at all. You can retrofit something. So. Yeah, I can retrofit something. I'll, I'll come up with something. So anyway, I got my home run in. So thank you for everyone who sent me the link so I could get one ordered before they sold out. So I'm excited about it. I was very excited it? today to see uh, the Retro 51 people tweet that they just had their new catalogs printed. They've got some new products. That ah, always excites cool. me. That always excites me. Cool. We'll have to see uh, what, what they come up with. They they um I don't follow them super closely like on their website. They come out with a lot of stuff. They yeah. push through lots of goods every year, which is is kind of impressive. Um, so, it, and it's it's neat to see. And uh, I, I like kind of the the small batch stuff that they do. Uh, Vintage Surf is still my favorite. That's that's one of the best pins ever. So uh, that that's pin, beauty. it rides with me in the in the Topo mountain bag. So, I think it's a genius uh, business because if you can get it to the point where you understand your manufacturing, right? And mm-hmm. you're able to do this and you're able to make a profit off of every run. What you end up doing is like two things. You have people like me who collect, right? Mm-hmm. I own more yep. Retro 51s than I do any other pen, right? I just, right. just I own a ton of them. Um, and the other thing is you're also opening up your product to more people because you, you have been more styles, you might attract people. Like There'll be people that will buy this baseball pen that have never heard of Retro 51 before. Sure. And then, oh, they, absolutely. then they get you know indoctrinated into the to the thing. I also have a super rare one now. Uh, I have a uh, commissioned sketchnote workshop uh, pen from Mike Rohde. Cool. Yeah, I, cool. I, 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 he's a very very nice man, and I uh, hinted that I would like to 
to buy one from him because he only had a very small amount made and he, mm-hmm. he very graciously said that I could. So it's, it's one of the all black ones. Yeah, with, I've uh, seen the pictures. Sketchnote workshop on the side. So I told uh, Mike Rohde that we'll need to get him back online because he was traveling over in Prague. Um, his Sketchnote uh, workbook is blown up. It was published in, uh, in Czech. So he was over in Prague doing a book tour and he was on television and they were interviewing him about the book, and he sent over some pictures from the uh, from the television feed. And he had his uh, Notco pen case laying on the table over there on the Prague uh, news oh. station, uh, filming a thing. I said, "That's amazing." <laughs> yeah, I'd love to have Mike back on. He's such a great yeah. guy. It's been it's been he way is. too long, actually. Let's make that happen. We will do that. We will do that. So we'll get you back on, Mike. All right. So let's jump to the pen blog of the week, Mike. And um, I, I'm going to fess up. I almost forgot it, and you reminded me. I, I'm out of my routine. I have a very strict uh, blog planning routine, and I usually have like a spot built in for the regular segments, like pin blog of the week. And since last week was the first uh, reoccurrence, or uh, after the reboot of the pin blog of the week, I didn't have it, you know, fixed into the show notes like uh, like I normally do. So you reminded me right before the show, and luckily I had a really good one, which I can't believe didn't make the first run of the pen blog a week and that's uh pen paper pencils uh, from our good friend ian headley uh over there in your neck of the woods ian's an awesome guy he's done three questions on pen addict um he's got a post up right now mike that um he will make you uh, uh he's a man after your own heart he has a rotor fodden toshin glider which we haven't talked about in a while um he did a big big review on that last week and you'll have to uh see the pictures of this thing it is packed to the hilt I don't know that I've ever seen one uh, packed packed so full uh, before in my life. And I love every single thing about this. When you see a product being used to its fullest extent, and I have a hard time with allowing myself to like use items. Um, when what I mean is you know, getting them banged up, destroyed. I'm a bit of a neat freak, right? So, I, you know, I taking care is one thing, but not worrying about what happens to these products is great. And it's it's awesome to see Ian carrying this book with just papers flying out of it, corners dinged up. And it's like, I'm jealous of that. It's like, I that's not in my mental makeup to, uh, to roll out a setup like this. And uh, I just find it supremely fascinating. And it honestly makes me a little bit jealous. Um, that you know some of my uh some of my own uh, personal um insecurities that kind of get in the way of me just like throwing down in a wicked notebook like this so yeah definitely check out uh what ian's doing at penpaperpencil.net and uh because he's awesome so i don't need that and i won't use that rotavarden anymore <laughs> why i've got something else uh-oh uh-oh yeah is that a is that a for a future episode no, well, I don't know. It's up to you. I'd be uh, very. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know if you know about that, but yeah, I have something else. Yeah, kind of related to something we were talking about earlier. Uh huh. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get to our final sponsor because um, I still got uh, I still have a bunch I want to talk about, um, including my personal top five pens update. 
Awesome. Uh, this week's episode of the Pen Addict Podcast is also brought to you by MassDrop, an online community for enthusiasts of all kinds, from audio and electronics to quilting and cooking. It is a place for you to connect with people like you, to discuss your favorite products and activities, and buy them together. MassDrop represents a new type of online experience that combines community, content, and commerce. MassDrop offers its users a place where you can meet and connect over the products that you love. It's a forum where you can vote on and discuss the products that you're passionate about and it also gives you a platform to connect directly with manufacturers and buy products together to get bulk pricing. They're not a flash sales website, they're not a deal site. The thing that is most important to the guys and girls over at Mashdrop is that they want to be able to build communities around things that people love. That's what they're passionate about. Ultimately, they're here to help you by, by making the products that you care about more affordable and accessible and provide you with a platform to connect with other like-minded individuals. I know that group buys are something that's really important to this community. Some of the stuff that we buy can be really expensive and buying in bulk can help you with that. And this is where a service like Mashdrop can help. They can help facilitate it. They can help get the people together. And this is something that's really cool for the community. I've taken a look at Mashdrop in the past. You know, I was looking very recently as well. They have some like awesome deals where you can get 20 to 30% off brands like Pelican and Franklin Christoph. I've seen Retro 51 there. I've seen Lamy stuff there. Um, I've seen Karis Custom stuff there as well in the past. If you're interested in buying yourself something nice, go over to dro.ps slash thepenaddict and sign up. This site's totally worth checking out. It's a great service. You know, not even just to buy things, you know, just to go and find people like you, you know, other pen addicts that you can connect with. They have that great forum that you can get involved with as well. Um, it's not, you know, it's not just pens. We're focused on that, but it's all kinds of great things. So go check out mashdrop.com. That's, but you want to sign up at dro.ps slash thepenaddict, dro.ps slash thepenaddict, and that will also help support this show. Thank you so much to Mashdrop for helping out this week. Yeah, so I don't do a lot of email newsletters in my inbox, but I let the mass drop one come through because there's usually something pretty cool in it. And um, I found lots of neat stuff. And, you know, I'm looking at headphones and speakers and all, all kinds of crazy stuff. So, yeah, thank you, mass drop, for uh, sponsoring. And they uh, they definitely keep the all the cool stuff stocked. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah, talking about talking about the newsletter, I saw a couple of things that came through for me the other day. Uh, the Pentel Graph Gear 500 drafting pencil in a four-pack. They have Rodia Unlimited pocket notebooks. Um, a company I've ever heard of, Bexley Phoenix. Sure, yeah, Bexley. Bexley's an American uh, fountain pen company. There you go, Bexley, they have fountain pens. They have color bundles, the pilot of friction, so much more. So, you know, just, just stuff to, to whet your appetite with. Yep, yep. All right, so we're going to wrap this up on a hopefully new feature on the blog, which is going to be my personal top five pins, um, which everyone was asking for after I readjusted the top five pins page. And someone already caught my fatal flaw in the comments section of this post. I named this post completely inaccurately. I said current top five pins, May 2015. That makes it sound like I'm doing a top five pins update instead of trying to do this personal list that um, people were asking for when I did the last one. So I think I need to change the name of the title. I don't know if it's too late uh, for me to, to do that. I mean, I can always do it, but I don't know if I should bother this time. I may do that next time. So good catch, John Bemis. About an hour after I posted this, I realized that's not really a good title. And um, I apologize for that. But what I wanted to try to do is give a good representation of the products I've been using. 
I'm kind of using the last month as a time frame for this post, and that's how it'll be going uh, going forward. Um, so the five pins I've been using the most, number one, and it's actually, well, I won't say it's it's far and away. I've been using the first three more than anything. Number one is the Franklin Kristoff Pocket 66 Ice that I got at the pin show, and the reason why I'm enjoying it so much is not just of how cool it looks and how nice it feels, the needlepoint nib I got in there is ridiculous. It's so good. I write so small, so clean. It's really smooth. It's, you know, when I first started getting heavy into fountain pens, Mike, I wanted extra, 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 extra fine. Like as much as I could get, right? The finer the better because I wanted to write like the fine gel ink pens, you know, that I like, like the Pilot High Tech C. And then I realized that if you're into fountain pens, you kind of miss out on the ink properties, if you will, of using a pen that fine. You know, if you're using a basic, if you're using like a really neat color, like an orange, it doesn't really pop um, in a pen that fine. So I'm morphed all the way to the other end into these wide stub nibs so I can get some ink expressiveness. Well, this needlepoint nib has pulled me back in to these extra, extra, extra fine nibs. And uh, I love it. It writes so well. Uh, I Every time... I use it, always look at my page afterwards and go, yeah, that looks good. <laughs> so, you know, that's a that's a quality pen and a quality nib. So that's, uh, I, I'm a huge fan of. The second one is the Kurataki Zig Cartoonist Mangaka Outline Pen, uh, size 01 in purple. <laughs> it's a bit of a mouthful. Yeah, so this is the drawing pen that I love. And I'm keeping a Field Notes Roastery Edition um, with a bunch of baseball stats tracking planning you know i do lots of base fantasy baseball stuff so that's my baseball pin right now until i got this i got my real retro 51 baseball pin in this is the uh the pin i use for that it's the firmest drawing pin tip i've ever used it's very sturdy it's very clean sharp lines and it holds up really well i mean i've probably filled 20 pages full of notes in this field notes so far and it's a little larger size you know the roastery edition is like four by six or whatever it is um and that pen hasn't broken down at all and you know those that's just part of um part of the deal with drawing pens is the tips break down you know they're the plastic or felt tip pens and uh, they just break down this one holds up extremely well the ti2 tech liner rounds out really the top three those three the pocket 66 fountain pen the Kurataki drawing pen and the TI Tech 2 TI2 Tech Liner for a gel ink pen. That's kind of my triumvirate right now. That's the three most used pens that I have right now. Um, I use the Tech Liner for everything. I carry it with me everywhere I go. Um, people were asking about the Gonzo Dyes edition that I mentioned. That's a finish that was only available for Kickstarter backers. They don't. Uh, Mike Bond doesn't make that finish anymore. That's my favorite uh, finish. Um, I have two other ones. I keep one on my desk at work, a third one on my desk at home. Um, I, I just love everything about that pen. You can use the Signo 207 refills work on that and the RT1, the Signo RT1 refills work in that, which I like the 0.38 blue-black refills. You can get other colors in that. And Mike Bond has started making new magnets for the TI2 Tech, TI Tech liner. Um, I don't have any of those handy, but like the uh, camo versions that he makes for knock we have the new magnets in them that allow you to use the uniball jet stream refills um, because they weren't compatible before so all those refills were good in it 
Then I have two two more fountain pens that round out the top five. That one of them I can't seem to ever unink, and that's the Pilot Custom Heritage ninety two. It's a blue demonstrator. I ordered it from Japan. It's not in the U.S. market yet. Um, you can get the clear barrel in the U.S. market. Um, it's a piston filler. I ordered it with a broad nib. I got Mike Masayama to put a cursive italic grind on it. And one of the things we skipped over today, which we're going to talk about, I had a lot of people in the Slack channel ask me more about grinds and writing with certain types of nibs. We'll do a whole segment on that um, in an upcoming episode on that. I had to cut some things out for time time reasons today. But um, there's just something about this pen. I'm a big fan of Pilot nibs. Their gold nibs are fantastic. This piston model works really well. I love the blue demonstrator look, and the nib is straight up killer. And if you couldn't tell by now, the third fountain pen I have is another demonstrator. I, I like demonstrator fountain pens, unlike you, Mike. Um, you're anti-demonstrator. I'm a demonstrator. Um, it's Edison Menlo, and this is a custom job I had done. Um, well, I didn't have done. Uh, Jeff Bruckwicky had this done for me as a gift. And it's a really, really special pen to me, not just because of the gift part of it, but it's straight out awesome. Um, it's a Menlo. It's in a colorway that I love with the red and blue. I call it the 3D Menlo. It looks awesome. The nib's killer. It's really sharp, um, really clean. I love my handwriting. If you can't tell in the picture that I put in this post, you can see how clean my handwriting looks with all these pens. I think that's what sells me on a pen the most is what does my output look like on the page? And there's things to consider, you know, especially with fountain pens, what ink are you using, what paper are you using, but how does my output look on the page? This is my preferred style of pen. You can see what all this writing looks like. You can tell how clean and crisp and clear it is. They're very enjoyable pens. Um, and you know that's kind of the group that has really uh been been in heavy rotation here recently you'll notice there's not a nakaya in the list i've actually been i have uh three nakayas inked right now but i'm about to clean them out just to kind of give them a break because i've been using this group of pins uh more than any here recently which um doesn't surprise me i have a lot of pins to go through and i like to mix it up like i hadn't had the minlo inked up for months and months and months and now that i have it back in the rotation i don't ever want to and, you know, take it back out again. It's it's that great of a pen. So I'm going to try to do this every month. And I think after this one, I'm going to start incorporating other products as well. Not just my top five pens, but maybe my top five products I'm using, you know, add in paper, add in whatever I might be using, just not always straight pens every time. So if you have any feedback on this list and how I'm doing it and, um, you know, what my personal uh, tastes are and things like that, just uh, definitely get in touch. So what do you what do you think about this uh, this type of post? Um, you know, to to recur frequently on the pen addict. I think it's worthwhile as long as it changes. Yeah. Like if if yeah. June is the same, then totally. there might not be too much point in posting it. You know. Yep. So it may not end up being monthly. So we'll just have to see yeah. how it goes. And that's why I want to add in other products as well. Um, just things that I, more of a things I've used over the past month. Um in like all of stationary type stuff so yeah i i think there's some uh adjustments to be to be done going forward and uh, we'll kind of see how it plays out but i've had so many requests for it i wanted to do kind of a what's brad carrying right now uh, these days so um i think that's the uh 
the tact I'll take uh, going forward. So I've been using uh, my Sailor Pro gear just like constant. It's just constant. Yeah. Um, like I've already had to refill it. Um, it's, <laughs> it's the pen I'm using right now, but I did want to mention that uh, you sent me that whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. What is it called? The, the uh, uh, Micromesh. Yeah, the Micromesh stuff. Uh, and it, it is it is perfected this Franklin Christoph. I'm not having any problems with it anymore, and it is a dream. I'm using it right now. Um, I might actually have this on my desk in the next couple of days because that blood red just looks so sweet. <laughs> yeah, that's great looking. Great looking. All right. So if we're ready to wrap, I have one more thing I want to... Um, let the listeners in on and this is uh tony roman sent this in on sent this into me on twitter and it's a bit from um oh god what's his name i didn't even pull it up uh kevin pollock's chat show kevin pollock yeah so kevin pollock did a show um and he records uh the audio and they do a little cartoony type video on youtube that they upload and this one is about woo Ooh. Wow, I hit play. I didn't mean to. Um, <laughs> I wonder what was happening there. It <laughs> blew out my ears. Um, this is about the time when Kevin Pollock was on um, um, A Few Good Men, on the set of A Few Good Men, and telling a story about Tom Cruise and the pen Tom Cruise was using. And I'm going to leave it at that. It's only three minutes and 40 seconds, and it's got extremely not safe for work language so um and plus i didn't want to send this early because everyone would go listen to this in the chat room and not pay attention to what we're saying so we're gonna leave it with this we'll send the chat room uh the link they can check it out let us know what they think and we'll have the link in the show notes for everyone to go check out uh kevin pollock talking about tom cruise's giant pen awesome if you want to find those show notes, there should be in the app that you're using, hopefully. It should be in your podcast app of choice. Or alternatively, go to see us on the web. We're at relay.fm slash penaddict slash 154 for this week's episode. If you want to catch me and Brad online, there's a couple of places you can do that. You can find Brad Dowdy. He is at uh, Dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M on Twitter. He is at penaddict on Instagram and also writes at penaddict.com. I am at imike, I-M-Y-K-E on Instagram and on Twitter as well. Um, if you want to catch us there, you can do that. Thanks again to our sponsors for this week's episode, Making Light, Mash Drop and Pen Chalet. And thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Penaddict Podcast. We'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.